Good morning, K Chapel. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. day. And we know it's not because we're so good or we're so perfect. It's because of your divine blessings on us. It's because of your goodness and mercy. And we just want to say thank you, Lord, for caring about your poor little children down here. We know we're in the middle of a whole lot of bad things, Lord. We know that the world seems to be going crazy. But just like we said in our Sunday school lesson this morning, Lord, we go into a place where there are no more tears, where there will be no more crying, where there will be no more pain. And God, we thank you for preparing such a place for us. And now, Lord, as we enter into this service, some of us came in with heavy hearts this morning. Some of us came with problems we don't know what to do with. Some of us came with some pain from arthritis and from knee problems and other things. But God, right now, we're asking you, let, let us put it aside. Let us not worry about those things that we cannot control. But let us focus on serving you and giving you praise. You told us to enter together, to worship together, to praise together. And God, right now, we're just thanking you for that opportunity. We're asking you to look on the pastor, give him a word that will be shared, that when people leave here, they're willing to tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And we're going to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How many of you know he just keeps on making the way? Over and over and over again. He keeps on making the way. Over and over and over and over and over. much for me and you and you because of you I oh I your praise your name keeps on making way yeah I say he keeps on making over and over and over and over and over he 
help as help comes from you. You come, we thank you, our pastor, for you. such hard time, remind them that to look up to the hills which come in all our help, as all our helps come from you. But we thank you for your past, for the pastor that will be providing the spoken word this morning. And despite the challenging times, we are so thankful to be back in church and glorifying your praise in your name. Father, we ask that today's lesson inspire us all to remain faithful in our works and being the type of Christians that you created us to be. We ask these and our, we ask these and other blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let, let's give him a hand clap of praise. That's why junior deacons, they're in training. Aren't they wonderful? Come on now. I know y'all can do. Isn't that wonderful? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for that scripture and prayer. Uh, the pastor is going to be in in a, in a minute, but as, before he comes back in, we can do one thing that's definitely on our agenda, and that is our birthday. This is the first Sunday in August. Now, I know there are some August birthday babies. I'm headed to a party in a few minutes for my oldest daughter, Marquita. So all the birthday August babies, please stand. Oh, look at that. There's our head of the youth department. Look at the August babies. Look at, oh, there's one over Ursha on the wall there. Thank you. Now, stand up. Don't go. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. I'm turning this over to our wonderful orchestra. doing simple math yesterday. Now, 10 times 15 is what? $15,000. That is the largest award that we have given to this history. Come on, K Chapel. Let's praise the Lord for education. We are sending our children away, not without money, but with some money. And that is something we need to celebrate. There is an outreach project that the, uh, the Sunday School Outreach is sponsoring the Operation School Tools, and they are gathering school supplies for Walton, pre-K, and kindergarten scholars, and uh, this is a total of 100 children. So, Kay Chapel, we need you to step up. You, you know that thing that I always talk about, our Christian responsibilities and the things that we can do that really matter. This is one of those things. Uh, there is going to be registration for the Girl Scouts. 
and those of you that have girls that are the age of the Girl Scouts to join them, they're going to be returning, and you can contact Miss Margaret McGee or Verti Martin. Now, the last one that um, there's a special emphasis to be done by the Youth for Christ, so we're going to ask that person to come up. You let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. So good to see each of you, my father's children. Listen, let me ask a question. How many of you have had children or grandchildren uh, to participate in Youth for Christ? Show of hands. Show of hands. Amen. Children or grandchildren. That means that they were dancers or mime or something like that. Show of hands. How many of you have enjoy the ministry of Youth for Christ. Yeah, yeah. Youth for Christ has, has been, is a tremendous uh, part of our youth program here at Cade Chapel. Uh, they not only minister through liturgical dance and through mime, uh, but it's also a, a place where they come together and share and grow in their faith and in their testimony and in their witness as young Christians. I remember distinctly when I was still pastoring in, in Illinois and members from Cade Chapel came up when we had built our new edifice and there were singers in the choir but then there were also some of the members of Youth for Christ who came and I believe I believe at that time it was uh, the the Wicks twins, Ashley and, and I, I believe that's who it was. But they were singing, um, it was the voices, and they were singing, Why Do You Cry? He is Risen. Those young girls, at that time they were little girls, they started dancing. And when I tell you the power of the Holy Spirit came in that place, they were dancing and at one point in the dance, it was like they broke down themselves. And the power of the Holy Ghost filled that sanctuary. I, I only bring that up because how many times have we felt that same, that same feeling when, when those young people were giving glory to God and, 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 and you saw them become overtaken by the spirit and the presence of God and that, that, that presence and that spirit met your heart and, and met you where you were and ministered to you where you were I thank God for a ministry such as Youth for Christ what it has been and what it continues to be all of this build up is because this does not happen without dedicated leadership. What you see happening in this sanctuary and when they go and represent us throughout uh, the city and throughout the state and giving God glory, it does not happen just because young people like to dance, but it happens because you've got some dedicated leaders who are bringing parents and bringing young people and bringing all of the gifts together. Amen? And this morning, this morning, our youth department uh, thought it wise and appropriate uh, that as one chapter comes to an end and another chapter begins, 
that we honor one of those leaders who for 14 years has been at the helm of Youth for Christ. Tisha Burroughs, where are you, Tisha? Where are you, Tisha? Tisha, come on, 14 years of Youth for Christ right here, Miss Tisha Burroughs. Come on, let's bless God for her. gesture for her dedicated service. The plaque reads, in appreciation to Sister Letitia M. Bureaus for 14 years of outstanding leadership, untiring dedication, and commitment to the K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, performance arts, dance ministries, and Youth for Christ and mine. Deacon Kenneth Brown, Youth Director, Reverend Reginald Buckley, Senior Pastor. one chapter comes to an end, another chapter begins. Amen. The young lady who is escorting Tisha back is Tafari Terrell. Tafari, she will be our new director for our Youth for Christ. Come on, let's bless God for her. Y'all be praying for her. Amen. Come on, y'all. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You can do it. You can do it. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if you need some help, you call Tisha. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God keep you. Amen. Amen. And amen. We're going to get ready now for, have we had our tithes and offerings? God bless you. We continue our worship now through the act and the action of giving, we ask ourselves, what shall I give unto God? Yes, we give our talents, but yes, we worship through giving back some of the things that he has given to us. For yes, everything belongs to God. So at this time, those of you that are worshiping us by way of live streaming, there's a number on the screen by which you can give. 
You can also give on the K Chapel app. And then you can bring your offerings to the office and just slide them through the slide at the office door. And for those of you that are here, we have the baskets at the entrance and exits of the sanctuary. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and let everything within me give him praise. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 
Are you pleased by your hands for prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this offering that is being received today, as it will be used to uplift your kingdom. As we journey through our days ahead, we ask, Father, that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us on our path that we follow. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Each week, we learn of new opportunities we have to take part in the ministry of one another. As always, I ask that you continue to pray for all the bereaved families. The Jones and Knox family are asking for your prayers as they mourn the loss of Brother Clement Knox. Brother Knox is the cousin to Sister Elvira Jones. The funeral for Brother Knox will be held on August 13th at 12 o'clock noon at Society Ridge. Brother Bobby Bennett lost his mother, Sister Lily Bennett. The funeral for Sister Bennett will be held on August 13th at 11 o'clock a.m. here at K Chapel. Sister Mary Bell lost her brother, Brother Roger Brown. The, family, the funeral for Brother Brown will be held on August 13th at 10.30 a.m. at Lake Oba Funeral Hall. Brother James and Mother Shirley Davis lost their grandson, Brother Ansler James Payton. The funeral for Brother Payton will be held on August 13th at 2 o'clock p.m. at People's Funeral Home here in Jackson. Deaconess Sandra Wilson lost her brother, Brother Sean Lewis. The funeral for Brother Lewis will be held on August 13th at 1 o'clock p.m. in Greenville, Mississippi. We have in the hospital or recovering in rehab, Sister Bonnie Harris is in the hospital at St. Dominic's and is asking for limited visitation. Representative Alice Clark is in the St. Dominic's hospital. Sister Robbie Edwards is also in the St. Dominic's hospital. Brother Walter Cheatham and Brother Benny Lowry are, are both in recovery, at, in rehab. Let us continue to pray for Sister Catherine pa Kilpatrick, Sister Pat Gaines, Sister Doris Johnson Wilson, Williams, I'm sorry, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Mildred Wyvette Smith, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Brother Al Levy. Also asking for your continued prayers to Sister Lynn Humphrey and Brother Larry Bingham. As I always say, and you see there's a lot going on, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day that you live, I added something, thank God that you can. Amen. Were made to work. 
you give it all to him right now why don't you give it all to him right now all of your love all the love that you can muster up why don't you tell him lord i love you right now my heart i give it to you my praise i give it to you my worship i give it to you everything i am everything i'm not everything i have everything i've got i give it to you right now because you are my everything my life i give you my life Give you. I give you my love. Oh, Jesus, you are 
Give him something. Why don't you give him that love offering? Oh, how I love you. Oh, how I love you. Oh, how, oh, how I love you, Lord. How, how I love some mature saints in here long as I live my trouble rise cause you know troubles will rise every now and then long as I live and trouble rise I'll hasten to his throne that, that means when, when, when enemies come up against me I, I don't go running to anywhere else but to the Lord I'll hasten to his Throne. I love the Lord. He bowed his head. Chased my good God. My griefs away. Mm. I love the Lord. 
And every now and then, the redeemed of the Lord ought to, ought to say so. I mean, we ought to act like we love the Lord, sing like we love the Lord, praise like we love the Lord, worship like we love the Lord, bless the Lord like we love the Lord. And don't worry about what your neighbor's thinking about you, but, but if you know God has done anything in your life, you ought to, you ought to let the Lord know, Lord, I love you. I don't know what my neighbor does, but Lord, I love you. He heard my cry and pitted everybody. Ah! Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. I didn't come to play with y'all today. Oh, bless his name. God has been too good to me. And if truth be told, he's been too good to you too. Is there anybody in this house that can testify this morning? everything I've been through some of y'all had COVID but you ought to thank God that COVID didn't have you hallelujah you're here right now because through it all God kept you my God my God what an awesome God we serve what a mighty God we serve. And I don't know about you, but I'm just glad to be in the service. One more time. I don't know how many more times I get, but this time I do have. I'm going to tell the Lord, thank you. If I don't get back here next week, I'm going to tell him this week, Lord, you sure been good. If I had five and I'll make six, if I had five folk who could just testify to the goodness of God, Lord, I know you've been good. Brought me from a mighty, mighty long, mighty long way. Let me, don't y'all do that. to this sermon but but y'all excuse me for a minute because this 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 ain't playing church this is having church yeah 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 and when god has been walking by your side holding your hand covering you and keeping you and making sure your household is kept children come back home when they leave the house you ought to tell god
Bless his name. Bless his name. Lord, I know you've been so good. Amen. Y'all young folk, excuse us old folk for a minute. But, but this is our old folk praise. Folk who've been through something. Folk who've been praying for children and grandchildren. And know that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, if it had not been for the Lord opening doors, if it had not been for the Lord holding my hand, if it had not Let me, let me try and preach something. Try and say something. Yeah, I need to get that out. He's been mighty good. Philippians chapter 4. I, I want to say a word to our young people this morning. All of our young people, particularly those of you, if you've not already gone back to school, you're getting ready to go back to school. I want to hopefully share something for you, your parents, teachers, administrators, and then in general for the body of Christ. Philippians chapter 4, 11 through 13, these words are recorded. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I... can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Um, how many of you all remember first day of school? Okay, okay, wait, wait, let me... I'm, I'm going to give y'all a minute because some of y'all say I ain't been there for a minute, Reverend. I, I'm going to give you a minute. It doesn't matter which grade. You can go to whichever grade you want to, whichever grade stands out. Maybe it was the first day of 10th grade, the first day of 12th grade, the first day, whatever, whatever day. Remember the first day of school. Let, let, me, let me ask you, how many remember the night before the first day of school? Carol, Carol, the night before the first day of school, if you were like me, then the night before the first day of school, uh, you, talk to me, somebody. You were getting that outfit ready because you was going to hurt them. 
if you ain't heard them no other day during the year, that first day, I wish I had some folk. That night before, come on, you, you remember what you was doing. You, you, you put the clothes out on the bed. You had your, 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 your pants. And about at that time, you know, you were pressing your pants and you had that crease right down the middle. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You, you starched them with the crease down the middle and you had everything laid out. Some of you put the belt in the loops of your pants as it lay on the bed. You put your shirt, tucked it in the pants. Nobody was in the pants, but you tucked the shirt in the pants just to make sure everything looked right. You had the shoes down at the bottom of the bed and you looked at it. From every angle. Because you was going socks, sandals, whatever you had. You was going back to school. School children and teachers, administrators, college students all across the country have either just recently or are getting ready to return to school. While we tend to associate this time of year with academic education and focusing on covering our children and their schools and their teachers, principals, and all of the staff and personnel associated with running a school, a school system, and a school district. It is also the case that going back to school is not only reserved for school children and teachers, nor is going back to school scheduled only for the fall of the year. The reality is, is that at any given time, regardless of your age, regardless of your educational attainment, regardless of how long you've been out of school, life can take you back and re-enroll you in school. Life has a way of taking you back to school and testing you. Life has a way of taking you back to school and trying you. Life can take you back to school and prove you. Life will take you back in order to earn some continuing education credit take you back to school through a lifelong learning curriculum that provides further studies in the school of life and in the things of God. Keep living and eventually life will demand that you go back to school. So while we're getting our students and scholars ready to return to their respective campuses and classrooms and praying for them, laying hands on them, getting all of the supplies and the materials that you saw that we're going to be doing for Walton Elementary School, the books and all the other things for them to have a successful school year, I thought that we might take some time this morning to understand that at some point, all of us are going to have to go back to school. Life has a way of enrolling you in classes that you didn't sign up for. 
Life has a way of registering you for classes that you had no intention of taking. Life has a way of putting you into a program that you had no interest in. And there, when you find yourself, you will have to remember the basics of your belief. When life re-enrolls you, you're going back to the fundamentals of your faith, back to the substance of your hope and the essence of your aspirations, back to what you know to be true and trust to be real, back to that upon which you stand and have built your life. Same thing happened to Jesus one day. In Matthew's gospel, we run into a 30-year-old Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. And that's significant because there's a gap of about 18 years missing in the Gospels regarding, to, regarding Jesus' life from the time that he was 12 to the time that he was 30. We don't have much information about the development of Jesus. We see him at 12 in the temple. And then we see him being baptized at 30. Now some have suggested during that time, he was perhaps in carpentry school, learning the trade of Joseph. Some say that he was a day student hanging around the temple, learning from religious leaders. All we know is that in chapter 4 of Matthew, the text says that he was led up by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted or tested by the devil. And I need somebody to understand this morning, it, doesn't it does not matter how old you are, how long you've been in church, how much you study your Bible. At some point, you're going to be tempted and tested by the devil. Jesus had already declared at age 12 that he was to be about his father's business. The father had already announced at his baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And still Jesus is tested by the devil. He had claimed that God was his father. God had claimed that this was his son and still the devil tested him. I need to tell somebody, I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how long you go to Bible study. At some point, life and the devil himself will test you. Test to see if what you say about yourself is true. Test to see if what God declares about you is true. Test to see if what you say you believe in the Lord, if all of that means anything in your life. Situations will test you. People will test you. Opportunities will test you. Tragedies will test you. Sickness will test you. Lack of resources will test you. Desires of the flesh will test you. This world will test you. Jesus said it like this to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. In life, you will be sifted, you will be tempted, you will be tested, you will be tried to see what it is that is to you, if anything. And when you find yourself going back to school and being tested, 
Just a few things I want to lift up to you that I pray will allow you to successfully matriculate through your coursework. Paul helps us to get ready for the return to school in his letter to the Philippian church. This letter is unlike the other letters that Paul pens in that it is a letter not of correction, but rather it is a letter of encouragement. Paul is thankful to this church for its expression of faith through their generous giving towards his ministry and mission. The church at Philippi that ministered grace to Paul in his time of need. And Paul writes a letter to them not only expressing his gratitude but engendering their continuance in a faithful witness for Christ through joyful humility and service. Joy, in fact, is the major theme that you find throughout this letter. Chapter 1, Paul talks about rejoicing in spite of suffering. Listen to him in verse 12 of chapter 1, but I would ye understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. He said, these things happened to me. I love the fact that Paul does not whitewash or sugarcoat life. He says, I've had some stuff that happened to me. Things that I was not expecting or anticipating just happened. I wasn't getting on a boat in order to be shipwrecked. It just, I didn't stick my hand out in order for a snake to bite me. It, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that I would spend my adult lifehood being beaten by Roman soldiers. It just happened. These things happen to Paul, but look at his perspective on it. He says, it happened to the furtherance of the gospel. Wish I had a witness in here. Paul, Paul says, these things happened to me and, and I'm not in jail sulking over it having happened. I'm not in jail mad about it having happened. I'm not in jail brooding about the fact that it happened. It happened. I need somebody to understand this morning that you're going through life. There are some things that are going to happen that you can't control. It's going to happen. Folk you love are going to leave you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Folk you love are going to leave this life. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You, you're going to be talked about. It's going to happen. You, you're going to be demoted. It's going to happen. It, you, you, you're going to be set up. It's going to happen. Folk, folk are going to plot and scheme and trick you. It's going to happen. And no need of you getting flustered and frustrated because life happens. Look at what Paul says, he says, these things happen to me. And some people are preaching out of envy. 
Others are preaching out of love. Paul says, I don't know the motivation behind what they're preaching, but I do know the message. He says, I don't know what's motivating them to preach, but I'm just glad that they are. I wish I had a witness in here. Paul says, I'm in jail, but Jesus is still being preached, and I can't control how it's being preached. I can't tell you why it's being preached, but I rejoice in the fact that it's being preached. Listen, there are some things in life that you simply are not going to be able to control. They are out of your purview and you've got to come to the conclusion that even if it's not the way that you would have done it, if it accomplishes the big picture, then you will rejoice. Mm. Your child may not take the path that you wanted him or her to take. But if it gets them to where they need to be in life, you ought to declare, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. He made some decisions I wouldn't have made, but he's gotten where he needs to be. I will rejoice. She went somewhere I wouldn't have gone, but it made her future open up. I will rejoice. They didn't do it your way, but they did it the way that it meant something for them. And in the end, God's purpose is realized. You ought to declare I will rejoice. Chapter 2, Paul talks about rejoicing in lowly service. He says in verse 2, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and he was made in the likeness of men. Paul says finally in verse 17, yea and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith I joy and rejoice with you all for the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. Paul says this, listen, there is something sweet about serving in humility. There is something joyful about having an humble spirit in serving others. And as believers, we should not be proud in our service to the Lord. Let, let me say it like this. You, you shouldn't always be looking for attention when you do something to help somebody else. Wish I had a witness in here. You, you shouldn't always be looking for the headlines and looking for the cameras and waiting for your name to be called out. But learn how to give when nobody is looking. Learn how to lift when nobody is paying attention. Learn how to help somebody without putting it on Facebook. And don't get me wrong. I understand the role that social media plays in helping to spread kindness and engender generosity. But some of y'all are posting stuff just to build your own self up, just to make yourself look good you need to learn how to assist without it ever coming back to you you got to go back to school and learn the joy of serving without saying anything about it 
Learn how to give without expecting any attention. Learn how to help without holding a press conference. Learn how to provide without posting it on Instagram. Learn, learn how to open your hand without making sure the cameras are on. Learn. But when we get to chapter four, Paul talks about rejoicing through anxiety. Rejoice in the Lord, he says. Again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice. In spite of this imprisonment, Paul says, I'm rejoicing. In spite of him having endured shipwreck and being snake bitten, in spite of him being beaten, Paul says, I'm rejoicing for having preached the gospel. In spite of what happened to me, I will rejoice. And that brings us to our text. He says, not that I speak in respect of want, because I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. I know both how to be a base, I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things. My brothers and sisters, there will come a time when life has you in a place and in a space that will require of you to reflect and to remember and to be reminded of what you have all ready learned you're going to sixth grade because you learned something in you're a senior in high school because you learned something as a junior in high school you're going on to college because you learned something in high school and every now and then you need to reflect and remember what you already He says, I've learned. I've learned. I've been to school, not just to earn letters from the academy, but I've been through the school of hard knocks and I've earned a terminal degree in suffering for the faith. I've learned. Young people, as you go back to the classroom, you should do so first, first recognizing that there are some things that you have already learned outside of academics. Some things you already learned last year that you need to remember and apply this year. Some things you need to remember. I'm not talking about math. Yeah, you need to recall that too. I'm not talking about the scientific theories. Yeah, there will come a time for that. But more than there, these, there are some things that you learned that life should have taught you and you should have learned about both yourself and the Lord. Some of you learned last year that you could depend on God. Don't forget that. Some of you learned last year, really, the, for the first time, how to pray to the Lord. Don't forget that. Some of you learned that you could cast your cares upon him. Don't forget that this year. Some of you learned that there is no weapon formed against you that will be able to prosper. Don't forget that this year. Some of you learned that the Lord is your light and your salvation and you don't have anybody or anything to be afraid of. Don't forget that this year. As you go back to school, don't forget the lessons that you already Learn. Go back and remind yourself that you got through some tough stuff last year. You'll get through some tough stuff this year. Learn. You learned that you made it through some things last year. You'll make it through this year. You didn't die over the failure last year. You won't die over failure this year. You didn't die when that boyfriend broke up with you, when that girlfriend left you. You won't die this year. You got through it last year. You'll get through it this year. I learned. I 
learned that stuff that caused me worry don't have to keep me up this year. I learned that the Lord kept me last year. He'll walk with me this year. I learned that if I apply myself, God will bring things to my remembrance. I learned. Some of you learned some things. Some of you learned, students, some of you learned that you are stronger than you thought you ever were. Don't forget it. Some of you learned that you could handle more than you thought you could handle. Don't forget that. Some of you learned that, that, that you can compete with folk you thought were outside of your level. Don't forget that. You learned that if you had the opportunity and the resources and devoted yourself that you could do anything that anybody else could do. Don't forget what you already I learned. I learned. When you go back to school as a student, or if life enrolls you into a course of study, go back to school with three things and I'm done. Learn three things that you should have already come to learn. You should have already learned from the place where life had you. Lesson number one, you should have learned from the place that life had you. He says, I've learned in whatsoever state I am. Paul said, I learned where I was. He said, I've been without and I've been with and in both of those situations I learned I learned how to make it with nickels and dimes I learned I learned how not to spend every cent I got talk to me young people I learned how to do some delayed gratification. I, I learned that I didn't have to have the fresh sneakers that everybody else had, that, that as long as I had some rubber underneath my feet and it kept my feet from burning up on the Mississippi asphalt, that it's going to be all I learned. Whatever state I am, he said, I learned. And all I'm telling you is this. Don't waste whatever experience God gives you. That's it. Don't waste the experience that God gives you and the place that God has you because there's a lesson to be learned. If your heart is broken because of your boo. Learn from it. Learn what got you in that situation in the first place. Learn, learn where your Achilles heel is. Learn your need for affirmation and make sure that nobody holds that key over you. Learn. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Learn wherever life has you and wherever God puts you. Learn from the place and the space. Number two, you should have learned, secondly, how to be good with where you are and where you aren't. 
You should have learned how to be good with where you are and where you are. He said, I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. He says, I'm good. I'm good with where I am. I'm good with where I'm not. I'm good. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean that I'm giving up. It means I'm good. Doesn't mean that I don't have hopes and aspirations for things to be different or better. It means that I've learned how to not be anxious for where I am while I am where I am. I'm content. Some of you can't enjoy your Toyota because you're looking at somebody else's Tesla. And your Toyota got air. It got power windows, power steering. It got cruise control. And you complaining because it ain't electric. I've learned to be content. And if I'm content where I am, God will take me where he wants me to be. <laughs> if I learn how to be thankful where I am with what I am, with what I got, then God will bring me. Some of us never get to the next level because we hadn't learned how to be thankful for where God has us. I said, I've learned. How to be good with where I am and where I'm not. I've learned. I've learned. Paul says, Paul says this and I'm done. He says, if I'm down, I'm good. If I'm up, I'm good. Because I've learned to be content. If, if I'm sick, I'm good. If I'm healthy, I'm good. Because I've learned to be content. If I got money in the bank, I'm good. If I'm trying to figure it out, I'm still good. Here it is. Why? Because I can do in the text y'all ain't making it up Paul says the reason I'm content is because I've learned that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me now 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 I know I know and I'm I'm gonna wrap it up here I know that we see I can do all things through Christ we see it on coffee mugs we see it on walls and gyms we get pumped up in in our locker rooms and and we think we're gonna win because I can do all things through Christ and and we're gonna we're gonna pump ourselves up listen hear what that message says it does not say I can do anything through Christ You, you, you ain't worked out in 10 years and you trying to, to lift 300 pounds, you're going to kill yourself. You can't do anything. Wish I had a witness in here. You, you looking at the wall and getting psyched up. I can do it. I can do it. 
You better have Carol spotting you or somebody because you can't do that. What this message is saying is I can do all the things that God has planned and purposed and commanded me to do in my life. There is nothing that God expects of me to do that I cannot do through Christ who strengthens me. Be ye holy for I am holy. I can be holy through Christ who strengthens me. Love your neighbor. I can love my neighbor through Christ who strengthens me. Turn the other cheek. I can turn the other cheek through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things that he has planned, purpose, and commanded me to do through Christ who gives me the strength to do it. And you should have learned by now that God will get you through it. God, I'm taking my exit here, will get you through it. You got to go down to verse 19 to see it. Paul says, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches. I wish I had three Bible readers in here. Paul says, listen, I know, I know there are going to be some challenges and some hardships that you're going to have to face as a young church, this church at Philippi, he says, but I've been walking with God long enough to know that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. I, I, I didn't have anything, but God supplied my need through you. And so I can tell you, God will supply your need according to his riches and glory. Paul says, I'm gonna write this letter and wrap it up right here when I tell you there's nothing that God is unable to do. You ought to learn by now. As you get ready to go back to school, and as some of you have already enrolled in the school of hard knocks that God will get you through it there is no course of study too difficult that God can't get you through it there is no problem too problematic that God can't get you through it there is no enemy too big that God cannot get you through it. There is no mountain too high that God cannot get you through it. There is no valley too deep and too low that God cannot get you through it. There is no sickness that he is too much that God cannot take you through it in the line there is no hurt that is too deep that God can't get you through it and I wish there were just a few folk here who could testify this morning that you've been through some schools of life you've been through hardship you've been through heartache 
you've been through headache, you've been through hurt, you've been through disappointment, you've been through depression, you've been through much, and you've been through too little, but through everything, God brought you through it. Is there anybody in here who can testify today that God will bring you through? God will bring you out. God will. God will. As you go. As you go. As you return to your classrooms. Your campuses schoolyards <laughs> listen to me young people you might be bullied you might get broken and over the course of your life you may become broken hearted but through it all Through it all, God will keep you and hold you through it. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. We are here this morning, your parents and your grandparents and adults who you look up to. We're here this morning having gone through our own trials, gone through our own hurts, and we got the battle scars to prove it. And we're here to tell you this morning, you will make it, and so will we. Because some of us are getting some continuing education credits right now. Some of us have re-enrolled unwillingly. Life just has you there, brought you there, took you there. You didn't want to be a student. Hmm. Here's the good news. You don't have to take out a loan for this education. Because Jesus paid it all. And through it all, you can trust in Jesus. You can trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend. I've learned to depend upon His word. Through it all. Trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned. I've learned to depend upon His word. 
may ask all of our young people, all of our students, I think we got enough room up here. I want to ask all of our students, if we don't have enough room up here, just fill the aisles. You all come up here now. If you're going back to high school, middle school, elementary school, college, whatever level of school you're returning to, young people, you come now. Through it all, through it all, through it all, I learned, I learned to trust in Jesus. That I learned, I learned to trust in God. connected in any kind of way with the school system, bus driver, cafeteria worker, custodian. If you do anything with education, stand to your feet wherever you are, wherever you are. God bless you. Come on. Bless them. Bless them. Young people, you see these, you see these people standing up? We say it all the time. You've got a village. you got a village around you. You're not going back to school by yourself. You're not going back to school walking it alone. You've got parents, grandparents, and you the people who are not standing. That's your church family. That's your church family. you got a whole village of folk who are praying for you, who are rooting for you, who are believing God for you, and who will be encouraging and pushing you every step of the way. You're blessed because every child doesn't have this. But God loves you so much that he gave you this village. Now, Young people, you all turn around and look at me. You all keep standing, keep standing. Young people, say this with me. I, take your mask off. I'm sorry, because I can't hear you. I can do all things 
through Christ who strengthens me. Put your mask back on. Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do everything that God has said you can do. You can be everything that God has said you will be. You can go anywhere God has said you can go through Christ who strengthens you. You can compete and win. You're not just competitive. The Bible doesn't call us competitors. The Bible calls us conquerors. You are more than conquerors through him that loves you. You're not just going to compete. You're going to conquer. You're going to conquer. Look me in my eyes. You're going to conquer. You're going to conquer. You're going to conquer. Look at me. Uh-uh, right here. You're going, yeah. You're going to conquer. You're going to conquer. You too. You're going to conquer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we bless you. We thank you for every student, every scholar before this altar. You said that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. You said that they are more than conquerors. And so, Lord, we pray now conqueror's heart a conqueror's mind a conqueror's attitude a conqueror's disposition within each and every one of them that they would look at the challenges the obstacles and the hurdles and not run from them but run toward them believing that oh God that you are their strength you are their life and you are their light. There is nothing for them to fear. God bless the parents, the grandparents, the teachers and the administrators, the school workers, cafeteria and otherwise, bus drivers and all who play a part in getting children to safe schools and keeping them safe and making the environment conducive for education. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, bless us as we go back to school. And God bless now those for whom life has enrolled them into a particular difficult course of study. Remind us of the fundamentals of our faith. Remind us of the basics of our belief. Remind us that you are the author and the finisher of our faith and that nothing is impossible with you. God, for every broken and broken-hearted person, 
we pray that you would put them back together again in the name of Jesus and that as they come back together that they would have a testimony for every test <laughs> that every test gives them a testimony of your goodness every test gives them a testimony of your mercy every test gives them a testimony of Lord how wonderful you've been in their lives grant it now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus our Lord our Savior and our Christ we pray it and believe it and claim it to be so amen amen and amen. Then let the conquerors clap their hands. Conquerors, put your hand. No, no. Con Look, I need you to go into it like you're going into a game. You're about to win. Come on, y'all. Y'all about to win. It's about to be a good school year. Come, pump them up, y'all. Pump them up, y'all. Come on, y'all. Let them hear it. They're about to conquer some stuff. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for you. Hallelujah. Y'all gonna do it. Y'all gonna do it. You gonna do it. You gonna do it. You gonna do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer. You may return to your seats. We love you. We love you. If you don't know this Jesus, if you don't have this Christ, then when a crisis comes, you're going to be in trouble. Don't go to the classroom. Don't go into another school year without knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've not given your life to Christ. The first invitation is for you to come and accept Jesus as Savior. That's the first test. The first test is do you know him? The first test is do you believe in him? The first test is do you know that Jesus died for your sins? That he rose again from the dead? If you answer yes to all those questions, we invite you to come right now and say, yes, I'm giving my life to Jesus right now, today. The doors of the church are open. Is there one who's ready to say yes? Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. And I'm doing it today. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you don't have to be ashamed. Somebody thought you were already saved, but you knew in your heart you never were. You come right now. You come right now come right now. If you don't have a church home, you don't have a church home, you come right now. You've been coming to Cade or you've been visiting Cade, you've been watching Cade, but you've never joined Cade, you come right now. Make this your church home. Let us be your spiritual family. God bless you. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Come on, is there one? If you're in need of prayer, you need further prayer, these ministers are here. They're waiting and willing and ready to join you in prayer, prayer for your home, prayer for your family, prayer for your finances, prayer for your physical health, whatever the need, whatever the condition, if you're needed prayer, you come now. Invitation to Christ in the cave to my left, invitation for prayer to my right. God bless you. God bless you. There comes some coming. God bless you. God bless you. God
God bless you. Somebody else needs prayer. You come. You come. Bless his name. Bless his name. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. I learned. I learned to depend upon his word. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.